1: Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly Stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I'm, as always, Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Hi, Dylan.
0: Hi, Alex. Hi, guys. A man named Hunter Hurst Helmsley is ruining my life. He's out to get me. Uh, so that's, that's great right now. I, I, I love that for me. Um, yeah, welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best stardom podcast in the world, in the biz, in everything. Um, We didn't realize this. We're like very close to our two-year anniversary. Um, In fact, we should have realized this because our 100th episode was like, you know, a week ago, so it would have made sense That's close to the uh, two-year anniversary. It doesn't matter. Um, Excited for that. And yeah, we've been at this for a while. We know what we're talking about, but we still don't because we're still psychopaths. So let's get into it.
1: Hell yeah. All right, so there's a lot of news from Stardom because they had a quite a busy week. Uh, the first thing was that there was a business strategy presentation thing on the 29th. Uh, during that, Stardom announced that um, their sales had basically doubled between 2021 and 2022. So uh, I, I assume sales is a translation of like revenue. So their yeah. revenue doubled from 2021, which is crazy. Um,
0: there was an exact metric that I feel like Kadani mentioned a couple of weeks ago that it, it went from like uh, 500,000 revenue to like 1.2 million, like yeah, something like that in in U.S. dollars, not yen. Uh, I, again, don't quote me on that. I saw a tweet about it that Kadani was was mentioning uh, that they really have
1: done a lot. So yeah, they they're doing a lot of good stuff in revenue talk at least very much so and their goal for next year is to increase it by another half so they're attempting to go from from what they are to to 50 percent higher which is an ambitious goal they i mean they doubled last year's so it's not outside the realm of possibilities um the other bits there were that they're hoping to uh continue putting big matches on in kind of rural areas and and increase their television uh, presence so kind of standard stuff um but obviously you know that's why they're they announce a they announced a pay-per-view for early november yeah in third i believe yeah where was it though because it's not a normal spot isn't it
0: uh i'm gonna be honest i'm trying to remember who was on the the picture because they like to do that uh, like with somebody at home. Wait, they don't even have it on the schedule yet. Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Oh, lovely, okay. Well, they announced a pay-per-view for November that's definitely a bit out there. Um, and it just shows that, you know, they are going to keep on putting pay-per-views outside of Tokyo because they really want to grow nationally. Um, and obviously, they also want to uh, keep their, their television presence going, which is is the key to growth, really. Uh, they bragged at the presentation about having the first ever two-day women's wrestling stint at the Riyogoku, which, I mean, obviously, that's that's fair. Uh, COVID attendances kind of allow you to do that without losing all of your money, but hey, you know, go off. Um, They bragged about YouTube subscribers. Apparently, they're, like, the best in Japan for getting views, which makes sense, and I know we talked about it at one point where they, they pushed uh, YouTube very well, and they were uh, making YouTube shorts and stuff when the yeah, audio you... was broken.
0: I don't know if you saw this, uh, they re-uploaded the uh, Micah looking at Mina's boobs segment like five times on shorts. Like They just like, did it again. They were just like, hey, remember this? Isn't this funny? Um, so I probably netted them a, a few thousand dollars, just easy clap like that.
1: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty amazing, um, but you know, good, good on them. Ah, uh, we are Stardom has grown again. Apparently, it's now on eleven different stations, and there's three different nationwide distribution services for it. Which is
0: it's big for Sai crazy. Kamatani, who is also Stardom.
1: Very much so. Ah, uh, it's going to start broadcasting on TV Aichi. I don't know how. I, I don't know how big that is, but obviously, if you're on TV in Aichi, then you're probably you know going to have a um a growing fan base there and they are running Aichi a lot. That's where the stardom pay per view is. So it's definitely an area that they're targeting. So, you know, getting local TV is obviously a good good thing for them.
0: It's also where Tam's from. So it's also where she wanted to have the double title match at. Yeah. Um is Aichi specifically. But yeah, it just means Nagoya is gonna watch them more. Like just more likely. So that that's probably that is actually a pretty big deal because
1: Aichi is pretty big. Now that I think about it. Yeah, definitely. Um, they're gonna be uh, collaborating more with New Japan Strong Spirits. I don't know how popular New Japan Strong Spirits is. It's like a card collecting app where you collect Plus, cards. I gotcha. Again. Um, yeah, I believe they announced Siri and Mayu for it at the yes. O2 shows. So they are gonna continue integrating with that, and obviously, you know, I am sure that's a you know something to help grow the the company a bit. Uh, Stardom is a tour bus now, <laughs> the Stardom tour bus, which is. I feel like they've so
0: needed fun. a tour bus for so many years, like. Yeah, I
1: th- I just assumed they had one. Have they been yeah. traveling? Yeah, that's time? what I
0: mean. Like, I mean, obviously there's a lot of like trains, like a lot of wrestlers take trains, but I remember like there are many stories about them on the tour bus, the tour bus quote unquote, and there's videos of them hanging out in the tour bus. Uh, shout Mandy Leon for that one. Uh, there's a story of Hazuki and Hana almost getting in a fist fight on a tour bus. Um, a legitimate one, like that. Like I, I was just like, so all these things, all these chaotic things that have happened, have been on rental buses. That feels, <laughs> that feels not wise. So it's a good thing that they, uh, they have their own tour bus just in case uh, shit pops off.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, and obviously, the big thing that everybody was talking about is that the announcement of the IWGP Women's Championship was was made. Uh, they're yeah. going to crown the first champion on the November 20th uh, New Japan X Stardom show. I said this on Twitter when it was announced, and since then, this has kind of been backed up. This is more of a New Japan fan thing than a Stardom fan thing. Like, I don't think this is going to affect yeah. us all that much because Kidani. Well, it will
0: affect us, the two of us specifically, but yeah, for Stardom really. fans, it will not affect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because Kidani said that, like, it's going to be defended in Stardom maybe once a year. Like, this is very much a New Japan belt that is going to have stardom wrestlers hold it, but I don't think we're going to see like IWGP women's title storylines play out in stardom. Um We did say that it's going to be defended a lot in New Japan. Uh, examples given were Wrestle Kingdom and Dominion, which is obviously a big platform and overseas as well. So obviously that's New Japan strong. Um, I know New Japan is doing a UK show, so maybe on something like that. So, this is this is very much an international belt, it would seem, uh, or even just a New Japan, and international belt. So talk about the, Fuck IWGP. the SWA belt. <laughs> yeah, honestly, uh, that's that's kind of dead in the water. But, but um, no, it
0: from and I don't know if you saw this. Sorry to interrupt. You, you actually, you can go ahead. I, I'm sure you were finishing your thought.
1: Yeah. So there was a lot of talk about the IWGB Women's Championship because um, obviously it's it's a big thing. Um, but, the, like, Sonny tweet at least three times uh, this is not on par with the red or white belts. Like, this is very much the tertiary championship. This is the IWGP US title level. Like, this is Yeah, this is it's not going to be held by Utami or Julia. No, it could right?
0: be. I could I could see it be held by Utami, but not by Julia. Because uh, yeah. I think Starlight Kid actually helped me understand what's going on the most, which is bizarre uh she specifically said i haven't won the white or the red belt why the hell would i want to win the iwgp belt like there's no like that's that's not where i'm at in my career so Mm -hmm. i imagine it's pretty much for people who won't win the white belt or red belt anytime ever um or people who already have so that's why like prime contenders right now are utami and mayu and mayu even said she wants to be the first champion She's the yes, only person yeah, I, to come out and say that. So Utami
1: it's probably money. doesn't seem likely because if you're going to be going and heading off to New Japan strong tapings, I feel like Utami is too important to them now to do that. Like, if she's, I don't she's know. Gonna miss you know, shows. and they I will think... be repushing her soon. She's been on the back burner for enough. Like they are going to get back to pushing Utami soon. So I don't know if you're going to want her to miss time for New Japan strong tapings.
0: No, and I, I get that. I think uh, before the weekend, this sounded way more like likely that Utami could win it. And then the weekend, you kind of remember, oh, Utami's like, Utami's like, she could win the tournament. She probably won't because Julia's there, but she could just simply win the entire five-star. Uh, and you kind of forget that um, until it just kind of hits you in the face. So I, I do think a week ago, I was more like, oh, Utami could win it, uh, realistically, the, the IWGP belt. I mean... Um, But now I'm more, and I have been the entire time, I think it'll probably just be Mayu, like, Mayu will be a double champion, quote-unquote, and the championship will be defended in Stardom as the SWA belt, it'll be defended elsewhere as the IWGP belt, and it'll just be like Shuri with the case uh, type of thing.
1: Yeah, possibly. Um, I I have, like, I just to talk about Mayu, I have the three, my main three, that I, I imagine it would be is Mayu number one, Tam number two, and Nat three. Um, Nat
0: Sepoy three is a weird one.
1: It is, but it, I, I will elaborate, so don't worry. Um, Mayu at one obviously makes sense. She's, you know, she's their Tanahashi. She's the representative of the brand. Most foreign fans would know her. So I feel like if she was announced for a strong taping, people would be like, oh, cool, that's, you know, a Mayu match. That'd be pretty cool. So she makes sense as the first champion. And she's obviously done everything there is to do in Stardom. So why not let her, you know, miss the the odd show to do this New Japan thing? Because you don't really desperately need her on all the shows because she's basically done everything. Um Tom at number two kind of, you know, she's obviously got the big PR push anytime Bushiro does this stuff. I'm pretty sure she was involved in this presentation. She's always, yeah. kind of, whenever New Japan and Stardom work together, she's there. Um, and she's not going to win the red belt anytime soon, I imagine. And she's already won the white belt. So this belt would kind of be perfect to have her represent them on New Japan shows. Because I feel like her style as well, they probably think that will get a lot of people invested. You know, she's, she had the, you know, she had the match of the year voted by Japan, Japanese fans last year. She had quite a few of them, actually. So they're probably hoping that maybe New Japan fans will see that and go, oh, cool, I want to watch Tam in stardom Uh Natspoy is basically she's the next Tam, so they might want to yeah. speed up her push and give her this belt and get that going. Because she was also involved in this uh, presentation, I think. Tam feel followed...
0: or <laughs> sorry, Natspoy sound like feels like Tam's intern. Uh yes. <laughs> like <laughs> that much. that's just like like she's like standing behind Tam, like just a little bit off and to the left and it's like she's just waiting. <laughs> she's like I, I this this will be my spot soon. Uh, just, give me, they, just give me some time.
1: They also followed up the announcement of this belt. The big photo of Natsupoi from bikiniing. So <laughs> they know what they're doing. And I feel like they know Natsupoi is talented and considered attractive. So she's going to win over some male fans if she does appear on New Japan shows. So I feel like they probably see Natsupoi as an option. But I would more so lean towards Mayu or Tam.
0: See, I see Kyrie as an option, uh, if she doesn't win the white belt, which is a big if. It's a very Kyrie is unlikely. not
1: doing New Japan strong tapings. My brother, my friend. Well, no, no, I, I think she does not roll out of bed. But I've, but I think that you're five K cedar.
0: I think you're underselling what the belt is going to be in a way, because like it's not going to be like strong tapings that take place in Tennessee with. 200 people it's like some of those strong shows like once once or twice a year they have pretty big strong shows um and also i think the quiet like the silent letter in this is the the e which is obviously AEW because they haven't they don't have a partnership with them yet but it feels like everything is leading towards that so i imagine that's like a silent but probable thing to happen even though I'm not too excited for how well they're going to do that over um, in Tony Khan land, but I, I imagine that's also a, a part of it, a part of the IWGP, because uh, I mean, I was talking to Scott, and it's like this belt feels like it's made for Forbidden Door too. Like it feels like that's why you know, because everybody's like, why isn't there a a Joshi wrestler on Forbidden Door? And it's like, well, because there's no Joshi New Japan, and it's like, well, now there is, even though it's kind of scuffed in a weird way like i think that's part of why this was made it was to kind of get the new japan partnership between stardom to like open doors for them more than just to get them wrestling in the la dojo in front of 20 people you know what i mean i
1: don't know i don't know i I really don't see part time Kyrie wanting to fly out to America all that much, you know she's got, obviously got her business, she barely rolls out of bed for stardom shows like I don't know how how much she's gonna want to do that um but I mean she's not a bad choice, obviously she's great but i i i, re- I mostly see her winning the white belt honestly I, it's it seems like it's made for her right now, um uh, which we'll obviously get into a bit more later yeah. and that's pretty much everything from the presentation. There's a few small bits, like they have 4,000 fan club members and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, they didn't mention Stardom World subs, as far as I know, which I would be interested to know. Um, but, you know, it's obviously. At this point, they should, just,
0: they should just give up on Stardom World. Like, I know that sounds very, like, doomer of me, but, like, they just do not care. <laughs> and, like, I don't pay for it, so I'm cool with it. But, like, I you know that's seven dollars for you know not a lot of yeah. stuff and I mean, a lot of stuff late too like like i don't know they they, they need to figure out something with their production definitely.
1: apparently next year is when they're going to be able to do a bit more with that yeah
0: 2023
1: yeah it's when the contract is up
0: yeah it was a it was a what yeah it was a five-year con no four-year contract changed it in 2019 so oh, i I was so is, upset when they changed it because
1: i mean i was i mean this is like bushi road isn't going to go oh well new japan has a good streaming service so we don't need one for stardom because they're obviously going to see the benefits there so and you know we didn't, will get a good sub next year if we didn't get to
0: talk case. about it last week and i don't want to talk about it too much this week because it doesn't matter but i i did go on the stardom reddit and a lot of western fans seem to think that like the idea of stardom doing anything to the benefit of international fans is ludicrous and shouldn't happen because it wouldn't make them money. And I just, what? (laughs) And then they they announced the IWGP title like three days later. I was like, Oh, that's crazy. They (laughs) they hate international fans so much that they're making an entire belt just to make other international fans aware of what they are. That's who would have thought. Wild. Um, But yeah, I, I imagine that, that is a bigger opportunity than people let out to be. Because, um, I mean, like, in terms of international market, TTPW is lapping them at this point, uh, which isn't a lot, like, because international market isn't the most important thing. But, I don't know, I feel like Starm's going to want to have that monopoly hold over Joshi Wrestling in some type of way. And just having it by viewership is the most, you know, beneficial way to do it
1: yeah that's, I that's, guess. that's a whole nother discussion yes definitely um so the the new japan and stardom show got a name it's called historic crossover which very very creative uh guy also Historic crossover
0: the front row seats are like three thousand dollars oh god that, that's mad yeah that was uh, gonna make
1: so much money
0: yeah my, my my friend was like you could go to wrestle kingdom four times in like the first five rows and you would still be paying less than you would for this
1: that's mad yeah well if the interest is there then it's there um keeping things rolling because we do have a lot that happened uh suzu suzuki was pulled from the shows this past weekend uh she herself announced that she'd she'd tested positive for covid so she was pulled from the shows uh they are they didn't forfeit the matches they've basically just um they're going to reschedule them i know people were worried that they they'd uh forfeit them but i i know they've said hosting those two matches have said schedule um instead of you know suzu losing so obviously uh-huh. they're going to they're going to reschedule them so that's that's pretty good but yeah that was a bit of a bummer that she was pulled from from these shows um and we just hope that she gets better, because, you know, we love Suzu. Yes, everybody should. Very true. Um, There was more. Yes, there is. So they've announced the entire card for the next pay-per-view, Stardom x Stardom, uh, as is in the Dolphins Arena. In the opener, we have Hanan defending the Future of Stardom Championship against Miyu Amasaki. Match after that is Oh My Julia versus Raka and Rina. Uh, The the follow-up to that is Mayu Uitani, Saya Ida, and Momo Kogo versus Utami Shishta, Azami, and Lady C in a Captain's Fall match. Uh, the next match is... I've been
0: loving those Captain Falls matches.
1: They have. They're pretty clever, to be fair. You get to, yeah. to mess with the rules. Um, the next match is Mika and Himeka versus Marai and Ami Sore. That is followed by the business end of the card. We have an Artist of Stardom title match. It is Saki Kashima, Starlight Kid, and Momo Anabe defending against Mina Shurikawa, Unage Sayaka, and Colors. Uh, after that is Koguma and Hazuki of FWC defending the Goddess of Stardom Championships against Tam Nakano and Natsupoi. And then we have the big two, the Wonder of Stardom Championship, The History 1. Ayakamitani defends against Kairi. And in the main event, the World of Stardom Championship, The History 2. It's Siri defending against Nanai Takahashi. So, um,
0: kind of... I like how they've been doing these, like, double main events lately, mm. where they kind of get paired together. Because, like, obviously there was Kid and Momo, then there was Saki and Tam, and now there's Nanai and, and Kairi. Uh, I think that's a clever little way to, like, kind of push things together. And it it's probably just easier to book, because it's like, oh, well, <laughs> these two are in the same role, kinda, and we'll just have them both challenge for the belts. And I think that's really cool. I think this is the first time that it's, like, very much, sca- like, the champions are very, very much in jeopardy. Uh
1: at least one of them is. Yes, definitely. Um, I kind of feel like this is fitting. For some reason I associate Stardom X Stardom with old Stardom. I don't know why. I think it's because they that's a show name that they've used yeah. since the very beginning. Uh like the very first one was the Nanai's anniversary show and they used it right up until twenty nineteen. So I associate Stardom X Stardom with old stardom you know old logo stardom so i always thought oh nanai and kairi challenging here would be really cool because obviously Mm -hmm. they represent that you know older stardom where this was a fixture of the calendar um so i really like that especially because it was always around this time of the year so yeah i always had that somewhere deep inside that i was like oh stardom x stardom is like an old name so having those two challenges is pretty cool because they haven't run one since 2019 so Bringing it back for oh, that. That
0: was the cool. Stardom X Stardom show? Oh, that was when B beat Utami.
1: Yeah. Oh, Arisa Hoshiki and Jungle Kiona, huh? Wow. Uh-huh.
0: That was actually good. I like that match. Uh, oh,
1: we had the beginning of the Riho Reign of Death. Wow.
0: We also had the beginning of Andras turning out a way to die.
1: Oh, yeah. Momo and Sai Kamatani. Wow, Sai's debut.
0: Jeez. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's oh, wow. Oh, her, 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 her anniversary is coming up in... Two weeks, yeah, crazy. Also, also, Kagetsu's tenth anniversary show was star- mm-hmm. Oh, that was such a good show! That was such a good fucking show!
1: Holy shit! Okay, I totally forgot all about right. that one. All
0: right. My bad.
1: <laughs> Went a bit crazy there, huh?
0: Dude, those started next time. Yeah, yeah, he was going crazy. He was going crazy.
1: Oh yeah, oh that was a Chami's those... debut in twenty eighteen. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. This is like a real landmark show. That's, that's that, was, cool. that
0: was that was. That was Mayu's challenge for Kagetsu. Mm. That was such a good match. That was one of my favorite matches between the two of them.
1: Was that the match? No, that wasn't the one.
0: She hunger or he hunger? Sorry, no,
1: I was I was gonna say, was that the one where Arisa came back, announced her comeback? No, after? no, 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 no. no, no. About the year, this before? was no, because that was 2018.
0: Yeah, Arisa announced her comeback later in the year. Uh, this was this was after the match. Everybody came out like Hazuki uh, came out to like support Kagetsu, uh, Momo, because it was everybody was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." It was the Royal Rumble spot where it's like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna win the five star." No, I'm oh. gonna win the five star. That that was that was the spot after that. Uh, oh, I see. Okay. And Kagetsu was like, "Y'all are losers. I'm simply going to win," and it was so awesome. He didn't, but it was cool.
1: Who won the five star that year?
0: Uh, My. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Um Challenge all right. Momo. Oh, yes. Yes. OK, so um, now that we have our, strip, our trip down memory lane finished, uh, I don't think there's any other news from stardom. Um, we've we've kind of covered everything. So we are on to the review section. We have Woo. two shows to review, two fantastic shows. Uh, the first of which was on July 30th. This was the opening day of the five star Grand Prix. This is an Oat Award gymnasium. They did 1,527 fans for the show. Um, in the opener we had the gauntlet tag. Um, oh boy, this translation is really bad.
0: <laughs> oh, um, <Hello>? so <laughs> some somebody was in it. Uh, and then, uh, it, and they lost Ruka versus Rina Um, mm-hmm. and then there was Koguma and Hanan. Yes. Uh, and then there was Tam and Natspoi. Right. And then there was Death and Kid. No, there was Momo and Saki. And then there was Death and Kid. And the the right. that's the people who were in it. And so, also some, I imagine some. Queen's class members early.
1: Yes. So Tam and Poi basically like ran through everybody. yeah (laughs) Um, yeah, the translation is really bad. Uh so to me, the opener is South and Summer of Ryukyu. (laughs) Beating (laughs) Amasaki, Mitsuyoshi, and Hinan. Um and Natsupoi is just summary. So. That's it's
0: so funny how many people's names are summer like just are just summer like They're Rena like uh, like every all of the like I don't know it's just funny uh that the kanji for summer is so uh, spread very
1: much so um, but that was that was our opener that was the dark match we got straight into then the that was uh, the
0: only like non notable match
1: honestly yes. i think the rest
0: of them were pretty yes. pretty good honestly
1: uh, so the opening match then of the actual show was a red stars block match it was mm-mm, my mm-mm. we gotta talk
0: about the intro ceremony brother
1: no we don't it wasn't as good yes, we as last do. year's
0: it wasn't but i thought it was really cute they they were all wearing kimonos and yukatas i thought it looked great it was cool but like while i was watching it, i was like dude there's so much show to watch i need the story up please <laughs> um yeah. And they are all dressed up, all pretty and stuff. They had all their makeup on. And I thought it was really funny because I was like, oh, Momokogo and my soccer have to change out of this in like a minute and a half before they have to get out here. Yeah. Um, and I just like I was just like imagining them just fucking just having to like rush all that shit. And I was like, they have those those four girls. They are really struggling, probably. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a cool little ceremony. Um, shout out Micah one time.
1: OK. All right. Yeah. Alright, so the opener of the show was Mai Sakurai beating Momo Kogo in Red Stars block action. Uh, Mai Sakurai won in just under six minutes. Um, This is a pretty good match. A lot of uh, just intensity and and energy, you know, because obviously Mai and Momo have been paired off a lot, so they were able to just play off that. They just went at it and then brought it home before things got too long.
0: Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted out out of this type of match.
1: Yes, yeah, better than it probably could have or, or even should have been, so fair play to both of them. Um, what was that notification? I do not know. I, I get, like, uh, PTSD from notifications, because that used to mean the recording thing was dropped, but it's, it seems okay. Um, the next match yeah, was... I, oh, wait, wait,
0: oh, wait, One One little thing is that I thought that after the match, them keeping the heat and beating the shit out of each other, until Hanan had to, like, throw them out of the ring, basically.
1: Was really dope. Yes, we we love continuity. That's another yes. one. What is happening?
0: <laughs> You're getting cancelled somewhere.
1: I don't get cancelled. You cannot cancel me. It's it's not. It's not okay.
0: Yeah, honestly, I was surprised that nobody even like gave me heat for the episode last week. I was very happy with it because uh, I thought people were gonna be like, "This dude's." an idiot and shouldn't ever be listened to again but they weren't so that's good
1: more people got mad at me for not liking the match than got mad at you
0: i didn't even like the match it's a crazy thing it's great yeah i thought i thought the match the match kind of ended poorly and i thought brought up the match made it worse but yeah i mean you know i'm just i'm just that charming brother
1: Sure, sure thing. Alright. Um so the next match was Blue Stars block action. Ami Sore beats Saya ida in eight minutes with a spinning brainbuster. Uh this was exactly what you would have thought it was. hoss stuff.
0: Uh, I thought it was really good.
1: Ida bumped her ass off for Ami. Ami yeah. chopped her. It was, you know, it was cool stuff.
0: I think Ida brings the best out of both of the Kyokas, like more than anybody else, uh consistently. Because this match was really good. I liked it a lot. Ida, on um, both of these shows, actually, got to lock in the Nagata lock in front of Yuji Nagata, who was on commentary. Um, and I thought that was a, a cute little couple moments that mm-hmm. she did here. And then she did, like, the full one the next day. Uh, and, yeah, I, Ida just bumped her bumped her ass off for um, Ami. Yeah, I thought it was great. I think the thing about these shows is that a lot of people, like, just reminded me how great they are. Yeah. In certain situations, you know, because like obviously we've watched a lot of stardom and we've seen a lot of wrestlers do good and do bad. Um, because sometimes they care, sometimes they don't, sometimes they aren't feeling it, whatever. And I think on these two shows, it reminded me like, oh, these wrestlers at their like peak of like care are just insane, like most of them are. Uh, and I think that's what Ida kind of showed me on these two days, especially here because she just bumped her ass off,
1: definitely. Um, the match after that then was Red Stars block action. Asaki beat Unagi Sayaka in just, under, in just over nine minutes with a wild Buster. Um, somehow, someway, I have not watched this. I watched this really? show. I, I was watching this show, and I missed it. And I kept saying, oh, I'm going to go back and watch that match, because obviously, you know, I want to watch everything. I continue to blank from my mind so I've not yet seen this cuz it keeps on slipping from memory. So, I'm going to rely on you here.
0: Yeah, I've seen I've seen different differing opinions. If you're a fan of big boots, mm-hmm. you'll like this one mm-hmm. cuz like the majority of this match was them just trading big boots like trying to throw as as big of a boot as they possibly can at each other. Um I know that was cool. At one point, Unagi hit an axe kick that was so stiff that Nagata like popped for it. He was like, oh, oh, OK. <laughs> <All right. laughs> and, uh, and when you get when you get one of the the best, you know, old men from from New Japan to pop for how stiff you kick someone, somebody who went through Enokiism and lived to tell the tale. Uh, I think that's a that's a good sign for Unagi because he was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. Um. Yeah, I mean it was it was fine. It was one of the weaker ones on the card. I don't think that's hard to uh, hard to imagine. But I mean, I thought it was cool. And I could hit the Castle Crasher, which is the new name I've came up with for breaching the castle gate, because Castle Crasher is just a better name. Um, and then Saki won with the Running brain buster. Yeah, it was fine.
1: All right, fair enough. Um, Still match.
0: good. Like I wouldn't say anything anything on this mat on this card was like less than good. Yes. Uh, but for the card, it was probably one of the weaker ones, uh, okay. in my opinion.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, the match after that was Red Stars action again. It was uh, Risa Sarah beating Micah in uh, just under 18 and a half minutes with the double knee drop. Um, this was very gritty. Very, yes. you know, Risa made Micah earn everything um, whether she liked it or not. <laughs> like, Micah was hitting her with stuff and Risa was not even letting her get one counts. It was really funny. Um, but Micah was like, I'm gonna lariate the shit out of you and, until you stop kicking out of my moves at one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was very gritty. Risa Sarah was, was kind of reminding why she's she's really good, because she's just very, uh, she just, she works snug, you know? Some of her stuff just mm. looks really good.
0: Yeah, I, I don't care how cliche it is, uh, I loved them trading one counts off of, like, old-school power moves. Like, they would hit, like, a big, just, you know, a big, suplex and then to get one account one count a big power slam to get one account and i was like just do this yes like more people should just have portions of the match where they just throw whatever move they can fucking think of at the other person and whether it works or not they just move on uh and i think that's part of why i love Kamatani a lot is because she kind of has made an entire. Move set off of that but i kind of liked how they were just like fuck it i'll just throw this at you and then they get one count i'll throw this at you and it was just like i, I loved that portion of the match a lot and other than that like you said it was really gritty risa sarah was really uh making michael work for it and i think michael did a really good job matching risa sarah for that so i i did like this match a lot
1: yeah no Mike, uh Mike was uh very much up for it which is it's always good um the next match on the show then was i believe this is our last red stars match they no, no, not our last Red Stars match. Jesus. No. So much Red Stars. Um, so this is this was Siri beating Azami in nine and a half minutes with the White Tiger. Um, this is definitely up there in the conversation for one of the best matches from the show and probably the tournament so far. Uh we yeah. all know what Siri and Azumi can do, and they did it but they completely subverted expectations and that was amazing because... I
0: think they did it better than... Like, this was probably my favorite Shuri Izumi match, honestly. Uh, And I'm the Izumi expert here. So, like, yeah, I I thought this was wonderful. Go on, sorry.
1: Yeah, though, the subversion of expectations with everybody expecting Izumi to just get that Izumi sushi and get the win. And, like, she had it once or twice. And, you know, there were big near-falls um, and then when Shuri like, locked in the submission, it was such a big shock. So...
0: Dude, Shuri went for her own Azumi Zushi. Yes,
1: yeah. Like, it, was, dude, it was fantastic.
0: There, There's this, and I, I know that I always go on tangents, my bad, but there's this thing in Super Smash Bros., uh, in the competitive Super Smash Bros. scene called downloading your opponent. The greatest Smash Ultimate player of all time is known to, if he plays you more than once, he he simply understands you and you're done like that that's that's kind of where where it's at and i feel like shuri has that uh to her and like the fact that azumi is the only person person to survive that to beat her twice and even so she got beat back twice for that that i think that like shuri just being like okay there's one move that i keep falling for i am simply going to not fall for it forehead and she did. And I was like, that that works. That's perfect. That's actually, that's wonderful. That Like, that is incredible. Well done. I love the match as a whole. I thought that, you know, obviously I'm a big Azumi guy. And I think that her spots early on were really good. Uh, her kind of like trying to take control. Her her having the confidence over Shuri that nobody else has, really. You know, like everybody who goes into a Shuri match kind of has to like deal with Shuri. And Azumi was like, she felt was, that Shuri was dealt with and she was like just wrestling her like uh and somebody on par with her. I thought that was a really cool little dynamic to the match. Um and yeah, I did, I really like this. I this was probably of the tournament top 3 for sure uh so far over the two days.
1: Yeah, no, I I can't can't argue there. I thought that it was it was really well done, but it was the uh it was just the surprise at the end with with how they were playing off of the fact that, you know, everybody expected Azumi to just get the surprise win and they they managed to work that into it really well so um i i loved it it was very much one of the more exciting matches just because again of how well they subverted expectations and obviously the work between them was great like they started with that one Azumi spot where she like tries to run up the ropes and get kicks in the face anti-air yeah <laughs> yeah and i was like oh we're starting with this okay that's great also got that shuri
0: opinion. Shuri stole uh Sho's old hoodie from his Rapongi days. Oh like, yeah. She just she just took that. <laughs> and I was like, hey, it looks cool. Uh it does, and her it looks gear very looks very cool good. as well. Definitely. She has new gear.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. The gold is uh is pretty cool on her entrance gear. It's it's very nice.
0: Shuri is about to run away with this shit. I'm concerned. <laughs> like like these first two days, she's like if, are those are any indications she's just gonna She's going to have another, uh, you know, woman of the tournament run.
1: She do be the best in the world for reasons. Um, yeah. Anyway, we are on to the next match. It is Kairi and Nanai Takahashi beating Lady C and Sayaka Uh Nanai pinned Lady C in just over 15 minutes with a refrigerator bomb. Um, so much to digest from this. Um, this was the Kyrie that we've all been waiting to see. She just... Yeah not not even just the moves and the wrestling but the way she was just moving around the ring and carrying herself was very reminiscent of when she was at her peak and you know arguably one of the best wrestlers on the planet Uh, and she was just her every time her inside did stuff here it was electric like they just there's something there with them that's that's so so enjoyable to watch um and they didn't get a ton of the match time. A lot of it went to Nanai and Lady C, which, you know, makes sense. Um, I like that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I get that's how they, they kind of work it. Um, and honestly, like, Nanai and Lady C weren't that bad either, you know? Like, Lady C I they
0: did great, definitely
1: but... worked up to to Nanai. Uh, you know, Nanai mm-hmm. beaten the bad allegations, because, like, look, if, if a lot of people were judging her for not coming back from a year-long injury and moving, <laughs> like, Prime and Amitya, She she's very much mobile again and um she was willing to work with lady c and gave lady c a decent bit uh lady c had her, her own robe as well so she's kind of dude graduated. i was so hyped for that uh, her robe she, is lovely it's, it's it looks better, so cool in queen's quest it dude fantastic
0: I finally feel like, like obviously Lady C in Queen's Quest is still a bit of an odd fit. I finally feel like she like belongs there, Mm -hmm. not just because of the road, but I also think just because of this match. Uh, And I also think that like this match really just made me feel like Lady C belongs in stardom because obviously there's been a lot of question about uh, Lady C's improvement um, and that hasn't been as notable as some other wrestlers like My Sakurai's, even like Momokogo's, like just in uh, the terms of how how fast she's improving—it's not—it's not going super well. But I think this match, kind of in a weird way, Nanai and Kyrie actively beating the shit out of Lady C uh, made me feel like they believe in Lady C, um, and that kind of made me believe in Lady C more. Um, I've I, I've always believed in Lady C. I've always thought that you know she could put things together and it would be great. Uh, but she has been slipping up a lot more lately than she she has been delivering and i think this match kind of made me feel like you know what Anaya and kairi kyrie beat the shit out of her and she took it and she took it like a champ and she was still she was still standing after the match you know yelling at them and shit and i was like you know what that uh that's kind of the proof i need that lady c belongs uh where she's at and she she's definitely more than people give her credit for and i think she will continue to progress uh, more and i think this match kind of uh, just reinvigorated my love for Lady C in that way, along with obviously, I mean, Ani is great. Kyrie is this was Kyrie's best match since her comeback. Um, even sources inside the company have actively said this was Kyrie's best match since the comeback. Um, and obviously, Saya is best in the world. So I, I just love this a lot. We didn't even talk about it. Uh, Nana. Kyrie has a, bi- a bike. Uh, yes, they, they, they brought back the bike.
1: I. <laughs> I I hope N- uh, Nanai never wears that fit again cuz it was terrible but I appreciate <laughs> the effort. <laughs> the backwards cap, listen honey, accept your age, it's not happening. Just you don't have to do it. Um yeah, I mean I enjoyed I enjoyed the entrance of the presentation. Um and yeah, they they did a lot for for uh Saya and Lady C. Uh I think the post match did more to hurt Saya than getting punked in the match by uh well i I, I don't know in a way in a way um yeah they definitely gave a lot to to Saya and 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 lady c and it's a a pretty decent use of two company legends you know to, to elevate these kind of newer folks you know obviously lady c is still in the undercard so she was never gonna you know fend off Nanai. uh but Nanai definitely gave her more than she had to which is is you know pretty fair um yeah and then we get into the Post match, because it was a good bit that happened here, uh, and I got on the microphone. Yes, there was. And she called out Shiri, and they yeah. agreed to have a a title match, which we we had, we kind of knew was coming when Shiri was like, "Oh, I have a challenger in mind for Stardom X Stardom," and we were like, "Oh, Nia, obviously." Um, so they yeah. made that official, uh, and I said her line. She was like, "Ah, yes, you have you got passion? Do you have the passion to beat mm-hmm. me? You know, popping for that." Shout out, passion. Hell yeah! Shout out. <laughs> Um, and then it was Kyrie's turn, and Kairi was like, listen, I've been waiting long enough. Um, g- give me my white belt match. <laughs> and Saya... What
0: did Saya say? Because I saw what she did, but I don't know what she said. Do Is you... there any translation on that?
1: Um, so it was like, the white belt, um, I'm, I, I think I'm still an inexperienced champion, but I'm going to do everything I can right now. Uh, I've defended eight times, and I'm on par with the number that you did it. So I guess she was just like, I, "I'm gonna defend it. I know I'm not experienced, but I'm gonna defend it," or something like that. It was, yeah. Um, she was crying a lot. She was in tears. I was like, "What? What happened?" <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyrie's promo was pretty long. But essentially, she was just like, "Yeah, listen, I want, I want the white belt match. Like, I've, I, I want the, the belt. You know, it's, it's been five years since I had the belt, and it's calling to me, so." Ah, uh, she challenged Saya, and obviously that's made for Stardom x Stardom. Um, there was a- oh, we did
0: you didn't. One thing about the Nanai challenge is that she fucking jumped Shuri and stiffed her so hard I flinched, like straight, like she just fucking whacked her. I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> because I was not expecting it at all. And then a uh, big bodyguard Ami comes in and tries to stop her, and she just fucking stiffs the shit out of her too, because ain't no bodyguard strong enough for for the passion, brother. Yeah,
1: that was so strange. <laughs> Dude, I didn't... It was
0: wild. It she was
1: like so I was odd, like damn, dude. like,
0: like there's heat there. <laughs> like, why does it feel like there's heat? Like she just just out of fucking nowhere just just fucking wailed on her. I was like, okay, damn. Like I get your your old school, but that's a bit much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It's
0: a post match promo. Like you ain't even <laughs> supposed to do stuff like that.
1: Listen, this is the way of the passion.
0: Yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: But yeah, I things got straight. What was the Sa- Kyrie yeah. doing? Like what? Kyrie is so strange cuz she yeah. she went to like slap Saya stopped. She's jiggled, done that. Like that's her, her thing cheeks, now. Jiggled Saya's cheeks, made her smile, and then walked off. And I was like, "What is yeah. What is happening?" I, and
0: I was like, I was like, "Saya, you should punch her in the throat right now. That's what you should do." <laughs> is punch her in the throat? Um, cause like I don't know, like I and I I kind of tweeted about this. And obviously, this is like uh we'll talk about this when the match is coming up. But I really want Saya to like work like stiffer in this match. Mm-hmm. I want her to go up to that level and not Kyrie to go down to and not to say that Saya's is even in her modern iteration worse than Kyrie in any way. Uh, but or at least modern, you know what I mean. Uh, not. You get what I mean, uh, but I think that like Saya bringing that like fight to her, the the old school, you know, the they came for stiff mentality. I think that that's why I won out of that match, and mm-hmm. I was kind of like Kyrie is just punking her. She cannot allow this to happen, uh, but she did.
1: So, yeah, I kind of know. worry now that if you have Kyrie beat Saya, it's Saya looks kind of like a dweeb. Kinda, yeah, because she's not fighting back at all. Like, Kyrie could have promo, and she was in tears on the ground. And I'm like, "You're the white belt champion, man! Like, you you stand your ground a little bit." Uh,
0: I yeah, I think that's why the match is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think that's a bad thing. Because like, I, I think that like Saya being very passionate about this and feeling very strongly about it is very important. Like, I think that's like that's the cell of this white belt, whether we like it or not, is like the uh. The emotional attachment that a, ch- a champion gets to it. Because, like, Shuri doesn't have this emotional tra- attachment to the red belt. She has the red belt, and that's her proof that she is the world champion. She's the best in the world, blah, blah, blah. Saya has, like, an emotional attachment to the white belt to the point where it's, like, without it, she will feel lost, just like Tam did, just like Julia did for a bit, just like uh everybody, basically. It's just like Momo did back in the day. Like, that's just always been kind of what the white belt means. So I think that her crying and like bawling her eyes out over this is v- very much fitting. Ah, uh, but she needs to like kick the shit out of Kyrie, even if she loses. She needs to kick yeah. the shit out of her.
1: Yeah, like you not, know, not let herself get walked over or anything.
0: Yeah, um, she needs to. She not not literally, but she needs to make her bleed, type of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. it'd be cool if she did literally do that. But she, you know, just figure like she just needs to make her bleed and make her. She needs to make herself look like she is up to the task of fighting an old school wrestler.
1: Yeah, Um, which she isn't, because I'm pretty sure Kyrie is winning the belt. Um, Well, yes. But I'm sure that's not the end of it. Like, I I don't know. I I, I definitely imagine Sia gets her win back eventually, uh, even if she does drop the belt. So something to keep an eye on uh maybe that's size big arc for the next while is is finding that steel to to stand up to kyrie or whatever so we'll have to wait and see how that goes um one of the things in the post match prom uh comments was that uh kyrie mentioned the goddess champions and i was like are they are they going to do like nana kyrie against the goddess champs at some point but i, I don't that'd really know that'd be fun I don't know if Unfortunately, use one of
0: unfortunately if that happens, it would be Tam and yes. going to a draw with Nanakairi. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: uh, unless we belt up Nanakairi. <laughs> um, Who says no? Me. Who beats them? Nobody beats them.
1: Um, I don't know. Maya could beat them with somebody, I guess. Maybe. Team
0: 200KG is going to beat them. Hell yeah. This is
1: going to happen. Um, but yeah, I just I thought that was interesting. I don't think they like challenged or anything, but they did mention the goddess titles, which is is interesting. Um, after that, though, we got back to tournament action. Uh, we had a Blue Stars block match. It was Mirai beating Mayu Uwutani in uh, just under thirteen minutes with the Miramari shock. Ah, uh, Mai was gonna have a great match or die trying. She yeah. was on her bullshit. Like she the suicide dive to the outside. The bumps that she took from Marai, uh, those lariats. To Marai the- just punched the her in the
0: back of the head. Yeah, dude, like,
1: <laughs> Mayu was just like, "Listen, do whatever. Uh, we we will make it work." Um, and Marai, Marai took her up on it. She was she was pretty lethal here. Um, this this is a great match, honestly.
0: I was uh, I was watching this like, dude, she has eleven more tournament matches. She needs to calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, yeah. cause like just, dude, the f- suicide dive. She tucked her shoulder luckily, but it was still a nasty ass bump. Crashed and crashed and burned. Nobody caught her. And then Mariah picked her up and hit her with the thunderfire power bomb on the floor. Mm-hmm. As stiff as pot like just and then she threw her back in and hit it again. And then she fucking just punched her in the head and called it Lariat's. And I was like, dude, <laughs> this woman is, is not like mentally okay. Are, we need to talk to her. <laughs> she's she's not Mayu was just in a different zone here. She was mm. getting her ass beat. Uh, I was getting concerned. This and I, I like Go ahead.
1: This was almost a Mayu carry job with how insane she was, but Marai was also pretty, pretty crazy. Like the those Lariats at yeah. the back of the head were ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Like Mayu was like in that baby face comeback and then Mariah would just delete her. Just mm. completely just like, nah, we ain't doing that. Yeah. Um some of the like some of them actively made me wince and I'm like a deathmatch fanatic and like some of this match actively made me like, uh I wanna look away <laughs> uh because like I was like Mayu is too like willing to say like she's too close to retirement. She isn't actively close to retirement if it you know, like but like she's too like willing to retire for her to get her ass beat this bad <laughs> that I was like this this is scary. <laughs> um and I do like, we didn't talk about it, the 15-minute time limit has actively made so many of these matches better than they would be with the 20-minute. Um, I think this one especially, because things heated up, and there was like, I don't know, like, how long did this go? I, I feel like it was less than a minute uh, until, oh no, it was 12.51. Uh, that's actually a lot shorter than I thought it was. Um, but I like that these matches going into, like, the 10-minute, the past the 10-minute mark, feel like they just, like, automatically, like, heat up because watching a time limit draw live that is a good match is actually kind of hype and I hate to say that because I don't want them to do it in in that much but like when it's like a 15 minute draw watching it live is usually pretty hype because uh, it's like oh is it gonna is it gonna end or not and that they did that they teased that in a lot of these matches on these first two days and I loved it so none of them actually went to a draw and I was like they always kind of had me wondering because it's like oh is, are they gonna win in time and then they do and yeah. I, I think that was really really yeah. great it made a lot of these matches better including this one cuz it's like oh shit Mariah just won it's like does she have time she did and then she won a really good match
1: yeah no that was a great match and um, the match after it was also great uh himeka yes. beat utami haishishita in red stars block action uh himeka won with a running power bomb in just under 11 minutes um
0: Concussion bomb! <laughs> I mean,
1: this this is the match we've been waiting for for so long, and they yeah. they delivered on it. You know, they just did the Hoss stuff. Um, both of them were up for it, and then Himeka got a, a pretty surprising win. Uh, with the the I, running power I, I called it. And, yeah, I was gonna say, I I think we had you had talked me into her winning on the the preview. Um, and but it was still surprised to see happen, like unfold. Um, but yeah, this was a, a very good Haas match. Uh, everything you could have wanted from these two, and, and I, I enjoyed it a lot.
0: Yeah, I, it's funny, because I think one of the like weaker parts of this match was the, the spot they always do. Because at a certain point, they did the like running, where they just run into each other with lariats. And the thing was, was that they were tired, because they had already wrestled an entire match before that. Um, and that was one of the weaker-looking spots, but it still looked great. And everything else... Was insanely good. Like it was really good. Um, to the point where I was like, "Damn!" Like they, it's not just like, "Oh, they do this really good spot in their tag matches." Like they have good chemistry together. Um, oh, and yeah. I think that's that's great. Uh, we, there was it's actually funny because I I saw it on her her Instagram story. She reposted it that Utami hit Himeka with a with the highest angle German suplex that you could possibly hit. Um, like Himeka just landed straight on her head, and it like. Fucking twist her neck and shit. And Hameka put it on her Instagram story and she put the text, and this is obviously translated. It said, I'm very thankful to be alive, teary face.
1: Oh, jeez. And I'm
0: just like, yeah, I am too. (laughs) I'm very thankful you're alive too because goddamn, you got fucked with that. Like that crazy ass move. And then Hameka, obviously, with her last ride, which is like, it just makes the ring shake. Like it's just, it's the, it's so great. Um, and then, obviously, the concussion bomb is also wonderful. Utami um, has hair extensions.
1: Yes, uh, long hair. Utami is back, and she looks yes. like the the mega star that she is. Uh, she, she's
0: she's done. She's done with her boyish era. Uh, she's like she's like. I've been losing too much with this hair. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna smile more. I'm gonna get my hair back, and I'm gonna win. And she didn't win here, but <laughs> she she did get the biggest winner of her career.
1: So that's good. That she did, uh, which we'll obviously get onto a little bit later. Ah, uh, the main event of this show was a Blue Stars block match. It was Hazuki beating Julia uh, in just under twelve minutes with a vertical drop brainbuster, and they mean vertical drop. Uh, yeah, this is in the conversation. Sheer drop for the best match of the year already. Uh, just just crazy. Um, I don't normally note singular spots, but one of the things. Izuki went to do the the face wash big boot thing, and Julie just grabbed her foot and stood up. And I was like, that is so big-brained. Like, that is so, <laughs> so big-brained. Like, why would you let them face wash when you could just grab them and stand up? That is amazing. Um, but I've had two people say this to me, and I don't know if uh, anybody said it to you. Maybe they have. Um, but Scott said it first, a uh, friend of the show, Scott, third man Scott, and then James Carlin said it, uh, the monthly Pure Su guy. Uh, mm. They said this reminded them a lot of Julia versus Hannah. And I very much get it. I completely I can see it. it. There was a lot of similarities. Um, so that's kind of the tier of match we're talking here. Like that level of intensity and violence and creativity. And the finish was one of the best things I've ever seen because hazuki just out of nowhere just headbutt drops her with the hazuki driver picks her up drops her on her head and wins and so often when wrestlers do those death combos they 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 kick out like the other person kicks out because the crowd is gonna go oh my god and that that usually to me is like all right yeah cool what are we doing here like (laughs) if this death combo isn't putting them away what the hell are we doing But Hazuki simply won with that. She did this this emphatic combo to end the match. And I'm like, more matches need to do that, where somebody just murders somebody and they win. It was so great. I I feel like this
0: is one of those cases where I am willingly getting worked. This match made me feel like, holy shit, Hazuki has a shot. She isn't going to win this tournament, but she has way more of a shot than I even thought she did. Uh, And I'm a huge Hazuki fan, but I was like, she wrestled like a fucking main eventer here you know like she she fucking she deserved her spot it was a great match um she threw as much as she could uh except for the shooting star press suzuki please try again i know you could do it um like it was just so good i mean the match like usually julia is hit or miss when they go up to the to the stage because sometimes they'll just like do like a move and then they'll walk back i'll be like oh okay that was that was a wasted three minutes but okay this time she just fucking like bailed down the stairs like kazuki just pushed her down a flight of stairs and she just like like it wasn't like a mayu roll where it's like oh that's funny she like fucking like fell down the stairs like like a- actually fell down the stairs. Like she looked like she was just she wasn't selling, she just actually got fucked up <laughs> and thrown down a flight of stairs. Um and I thought that it was great. I mean, she fucking headbutted the ring post because yes. <laughs> why not? You know, like it it just felt like they were just actually like trying to hurt each other. It's like, no, I'm 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 not trying to win a match, I'm trying to hurt you. I'm trying to end this now. Uh and I think it's it's fitting that you know a few years after Hazuki tweeted out they want me to lose to Julia, so I'll lose to Julia. Hazuki beats Julia on possibly the way to Julia's biggest career moment, uh, which is still how it looks. It still looks like Julia's gonna win the tournament, but I'd like that Hazuki, like the full circle moment of Hazuki finally beating Julia. Uh, even if Julia still is the winner at the end of the tournament, feels very meaningful and it feels earned, you know?
1: Yeah, no, they definitely put uh, Julia behind the eight ball, but, like, she walks out there Julia, the braids.
0: Julia actually liked my tweet uh, that oh, said, that made it, yeah, she, she liked my tweet that said, uh, I can't wait for Hazuki to say I'm going to lose to Julia again. <laughs> and I was like, uh, she liked it. That means that she at least tr- Google translated it and saw it. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> Just the thought of that. But yeah, I-, I love this a lot.
1: Yeah, it was it was a fantastic match and a very surprising result because uh, I was watching this live and I I didn't expect Hazuki winning because I expected yeah, Julia right. to drop points against Marai and I was like, well, they're not gonna have her go zero and two. You know, they did. <laughs> um, but obviously, she has. It's funny. Ten matches left to make up the ground. So.
0: So i called the shot but i called this for tam oh, yeah? instead of for julia because oh. i was like oh tam's gonna drop the first two go on a tear drop one or two more later down the line and then go to the finals uh but i was adamant that tam was going to drop her first two but it ended up being julia so i i just had the you know two sides of the coin switched
1: very much so um that was that first show uh,
0: one of the best shows.
1: Oh, easily wrestling right. shows. <laughs>
0: easily, <laughs> like...
1: easily, just top to bottom. It was so, so easy so to watch. Um, the last, I don't give star ratings. I, you know, I know I say this a lot. I'm very bad at star ratings anyway. But I don't really. You give actively
0: them. give star ratings pretty often.
1: See, I usually <laughs> assign something with a like. Oh, if I'm going to talk to somebody, they're going to want the star rating. So I guess I will apply this number. But I don't like to do it. Um uh, but like if I had to, I would say at least all of the last four matches here would be like four ish plus, right? Oh wow. Like yeah. the Kyrie tag would be around four. Uh Siri and Azumi way way above four. Uh Uta, I mean Himeka, yeah, definitely four. And then the main event obviously is a match of the year. So I mean Whatever. Yeah, i mean
0: i i my my metric as many people know is out of 10 and basically it's out of nine because i haven't given a 10 out of 10 yet because i'm one of those stingy fucks uh i i gave all of them sevens or eights which are pretty big uh the only one i gave seven to was was uh was my you and Mirai, uh, and the rest were eights so yeah uh past that azumi Sherry match it was just all killer no filler
1: very much so um. Yeah, definitely one of the better Stardom shows I've ever seen. Anyway, uh, very good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next show to review was on uh July thirty first. Uh, this is obviously day two of the GP. Uh, this was also an out award gymnasium, and they did one thousand three hundred and twenty three fans. Um. So I mean, th- this speaks to Stardom establishing these first two days as a big deal, because uh, I know uh bowling JD quote-tweeted me when I announced the attendance, or when, when I got the attendance, um, and he was saying that like last year's first two days did about 700 each day at the Oklahoma Budokan, and this year they were both like around 1,400, and that's a lot higher than it was for the year before. So like, the growth in how many people are attending those first two days is massive, and it speaks to how well Stardom is established the GP as, like, a big tentpole event, and these first two days are a big thing. Because um, I don't know the number off by hand, but the first Everest five-star Grand Prix, it was only five shows long, but I'm pretty sure it only sold about, like, 2,000 tickets in total, which is obviously, like, 400 per show, which is very good. Um But in the first two days alone, this one sold, like, 2,800, which is just insane.
0: Yeah, I mean... It's, it's great to see. I mean, everybody kind of shows up on these first two days, uh, more than pretty much any other day of the year, uh, I've, I've noticed. Um, I mean, like last year, you look at both of Mai's matches with Julia and Momo, those were two match of the year contenders in their own right. Uh, I mean, they may not have ended up like that, but they were incredible matches and everybody just kind of delivered uh, as much as they could last year. And they, they continue to do so this year. I thought that, uh, especially day one, like we said, one of the better stardom shows like ever mm-hmm. that I've, I've seen. You know, so uh, this this show, the second one had a had a dip, but I think it the last two matches, especially yeah. fully brought that back. Uh,
1: and I think that's that's great. Definitely. Um, somewhere in there on day one, I think they announced the Goddess Tag League. Uh, the, the dates. It starts mm. in I think it's the 23rd of October and it runs yeah. until early December so it's, it's December 4th I believe. In... Yeah, so that's the uh the tag league. So they are not stopping. No, they never do. Um so they have a pay-per-view sometime in early November uh during Tag League.
0: So I I imagine the first IWGP defense will be at Wrestle Kingdom. Cuz like obviously somebody wins it in November but Like, I don't think, like, unless they go over in December, which wouldn't make sense, because, I mean, Wrestle Kingdom is where you want the match to be more than you want it to be on some random show in December. So if they're only going to do a few a year, uh, I imagine they don't do it back to back. Um, So, yeah, that unless, like I said, unless like Kyrie wins it or something stupid, you know, like somebody (laughs) who doesn't have to be in tag league um, wins it and can do whatever with it. But yeah. Uh I'm excited for Tag League actually. I'm very excited. Um but I'm also concerned because yes. I want my girls FWC to, to okay,
1: sorry. All you right. know, it, yes. it doesn't matter. Okay. matter. Alright. Um so the opener of this show um had my sakurai and Micah putting another gauntlet tag. Um because, you know, there's a few stragglers in there. Um Azumi and Miyu was the other team, ha- Hazuki and Hanan, uh, Raka and Rena, and then Kina Lady C were we're all in there. I
0: didn't I didn't see this match, so it felt like the show just didn't have any wrestlers on it. Like the main show. Yeah. So I was like, damn, like I like 'cause like I like I didn't really realize it until I was like in the middle of watching I was like, I have I didn't see anybody wrestle on the show. Like I didn't see Azumi or Hazuki or you know, like you know what I mean? Like I was just like that's that's crazy.
1: <laughs> to be fair, that was a dark match, so yeah, on it. Um, yeah. I was.
0: They, it was. This was also a really early show. Yes. Uh, it started at like 11:45 p.m. for me. Um. So I, I was, you know, I, I usually am not ready to watch uh, Japanese wrestling until after midnight. So <laughs> I, I, just was late.
1: Fair enough. Um. The opening show, match of the show then was a Red Stars block match. Uh, Koguma beat Momokogo in six and a half minutes with a uh her signature roll up. Uh she reversed yeah. the roll up attempt into this roll up. It was very, very com- yes. complicated. Uh the finish was slick. The finish was slick, but the match itself was was pretty uninspiring. Just, you know, solid.
0: Yeah. I mean I like up to this point it was probably the weakest uh tournament match overall. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it kinda gets outdone yes. uh two matches later. <laughs> but I, I I thought this was this was it was fine, but like it was definitely like Mobo Kogo getting beat up, and then getting a little bit of offense, and then getting rolled up. You know, like, yeah. that That was kind of just how it went. Also, Koguma tripped up the stairs when she was leaving. <laughs> yeah. And everybody laughed. Uh, and she's like,
1: Koguma! Yeah. <laughs> and she walks away. <laughs> we love Koguma. Uh, yeah. The match after that then was Mina Shirakawa beating Momo Atanabe in just under 11 minutes with the glamorous collection Mina. You called this like a long time ago. Um, I
0: called this like nine months ago. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> this was surprisingly
0: good. Um, I, I don't think it's surprising anymore. Well, okay. Yeah, I think.
1: I, I think but it, no, I it's think because I, it started trending downwards when uh, she tossed Mina outside and away to was just stomping on her um oh, yeah. after she attacked before the bell i was like oh they're gonna do heel shit um but then mumbo just like kicked the shit out of mina and mina hit her good stuff Mina uh, Mina even threw a kick and it was a really good kick at what point i was like oh she yeah. was
0: throwing she was throwing some kicks. she was like she was throwing she was shoot kicking she was doing shoot kicks and shit it was yeah Go I, I think i think that like we kind of forgot that going into the five star last year, we felt the exact same way about Mina that we do this year, mm-hmm. um, except without Joker Mina existing. That was that was probably the bigger downside is that big match Mina has become her being weird. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest like difference between this year and last year. But the five star last year completely. Was a renaissance for Mina. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a it was a complete redemption. She had one of the better, more consistent tournaments out of everybody, which was insane considering the, the like fucking lineup last year. Even that you know, it it felt like she was like, oh, she's good. She just doesn't get the chance to kind of like show how good she is all the time. And I felt like this match again, not to you know get ahead of things, but I feel like this match kind of made me realize that maybe she has another run like that. 'Cause like despite everything, I thought this match like this match shouldn't have been good. Uh, because there was a lot of bullshit involved. Like, I mean, it started on the stage, she leaves her for dead, Mina has to, you know, run her way back to the ring and then she gets beat up by the Koopa troop and it's just it's just a whole mess. Um the finish involved the wrench, so it was like
1: uh finish was amazing. I thought
0: that oh no that. it was amazing but like but when Momo brought the wrench, it's like oh yeah I forgot this is how Momo's tournament's gonna go you know what I mean like that that's kind of how I saw it obviously the finish was similar to the Azumi finish uh, at the Cinderella first round so I, I did like the finish but I was like oh this is I, I totally forgot that Momo's matches were gonna be Nasco's matches you know what I mean
1: I mean I, I assume she just did this for a big crowd I don't think she'll be like this all tournament long
0: I think you're having way more hope. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was like, ah, you know, but I thought that this match really overall was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it's a sign of things to come for Mina. And after the match, Mina grabs Momo's wrench and is like, H- I have it now, loser. Um, and then she's like, me, Saki, and Unagi are going to challenge you because cosmic rules. Oh, God. Boom not not in the match no that's the name that's the name i've come up with for them right. is that comics cosmic yeah. rules with a z that's their team name that's I their sub faction It's comic cosmic rules
1: I, I like why why are the cosmic angels always involved in the Artists of stardom title scene like, oh, dude like, when's the
0: last time queen's quest had like a notable defense that wasn't in front of 100 people
1: i have no idea they had that
0: one know. they had that one with lady c that was like in the middle of no like maybe it was in sendai like it was just in the middle of fucking nowhere no offense, Sendai. I mean, yes, offense, Sendai. Fuck you. <laughs> um, like you know, like when's the last time they had even like a cork and shot? When's the last time Stars had like a notable three-on-three three shot? These belts
1: since losing them that one time,
0: I don't know. I maybe because I know, but I don't. The, I mean, they, the trio tag, didn't they? Like, wasn't that a title match, or was that just a? match
1: um, i forget i don't know i know that wasn't the break of stars match also for the artist titles maybe that was the last time
0: yeah i think it, it was definitely since cosmic angels yeah like that that's the last time uh since the og cosmic angels trio um which is stupid no because yeah then uh, it was kid mayu and Ida. they challenged at one yeah. point before okay. Ida got injured
1: that's just uh, crazy <laughs> um yeah i don't know i i'm not like i'm sure the match will be cool but like come on guys we, we have more factions. it's not necessary like stars literally yeah. won that gauge match and we're like yeah we kind of want a challenge for the iris belts and then just n- never did <laughs>
0: and then it's like nah ddms going to. you're yeah. cool though uh, like <laughs> what the fuck
1: was that no idea. But yeah cosmic rules um so yeah i'm glad you addressed the post-match because uh i don't have to uh the next match was mm. a red stars block match this was Risa sarah beating saki in just over eight minutes and uh, this is the most boring match i've seen in a long time like they didn't do a whole lot the crowd wasn't into it at all like this crowd died for this match and the crowds weren't amazing but like they they completely died i mean
0: they're Ode ward crowds so like they they were at least decent you know like they had a a certain level but yeah this match is just bigger
1: matches um but like they they were gone for this and i don't like they didn't do great work either like risa just kind of dominated the entire thing like if saki got 50 seconds total of offense I would be shocked like it felt like every time she came back it would get cut off within like two moves it was so weird um just very very uh,
0: actually Rossi just told them to like not have a good match to bury pro wrestling wave wow um because wow. they have heat obviously Harsh. yeah no I like because that's the thing is that they've had this is their third match this summer um and they've had better matches. <laughs> At least one of them were better. I didn't see the the, the second one they did. But the, the first one, I liked. Um, and I thought it was good. And this match just wasn't that. Obviously that match had some hardcore stuff in it. Uh, so there was that. But still, I still think these two are both better than what this match kind of ended up as. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both had better matches the day before. So it's, it, it was a weird kind of match. And it even ended kind of weird because... Risa Sarah won with the air raid crash, which isn't, like, weird by any means. Like, it's a it's a dominant move. But it was just like, oh. So that was... Oh, okay. I guess that's just the
1: end now. Cool. Yeah. Definitely. Um...
0: Especially considering they're two, the leaders of the two invasive group, like, big-time invasive groups in the company. Like, this match was the third match on the card. Nobody was into it. They didn't really do anything of note. Uh, and these two are, like... These two have led two of the biggest angles in Stardom this well, year. I don't know. That you the know I mean?
1: thing kind of was just
0: yeah. They merged into Plasma Saki's Angel, weird. So. Saki is a weird case in Stardom because it's like she feels like she's supposed to be a big deal, but she also isn't the at crowds all. Crowds don't give a uh, shit.
1: <laughs> like yeah, the crowds that too. Really, just poor aren't girl. into it. Um, poor girl. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure she's fine, she's happy enough, but definitely, like
0: the five star has started. And I still can't tell if she ends up with like fifteen points or eight.
1: Yeah, like I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty um, she's in a pretty weird situation, but she's gonna have to really pull the bootstraps up, you know, as the old old Shigio would say. Um, (laughs) that's
0: that's what those wave motherfuckers gotta do, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, simply be better.
1: So the next match on the card then was Kyrie and Natsupoi beating <laughs> I, just... <laughs> yeah.
0: I just popped at my own note.
1: <laughs> okay. They beat Sai Ida and Maya Uitani. Uh Kyrie pinned Ida in just under fourteen minutes with the insane elbow. Uh Kyrie very much was not <laughs> on the uh the S tier that she was on day one, but she put in a shift, you know, she she gave yeah. She clearly wanted to give Saya a lot. She clearly like really liked Saya, uh, and Saya got quite a lot of of shine throughout the match. Uh, Saya, as always, sold it like amazing. Um, Mayu and Natsupoi did some fun stuff. I wanted more of Mayu and Natsupoi yeah. because they were very good together. Um, and then we got like three moves between Mayu and Kyrie, and I was like, "All right, ca- can we get more of that, please?"
0: I, it was that was so weird. Because it's like you would think they would hype up the first Kairi Mayu interaction a little bit, and they didn't. And then I was like, okay, those have like, a, a like, like this big thing later in the match. Then they didn't. No. And I was like, that's wild. Like, why would you just not do that at all uh, in a two on two tag team match where there's not a lot of other combinations you could do? Uh, they just completely avoided that. I feel like um,
1: that's the weird thing with some of these tags that Stardom does, is at a certain point the winner gets in there with a clear pin ear. And I'm kind of like, you could do more of like big star versus big star interactions on a pay-per-view. Like if you're not going to do Kyrie and Mayu interacting on Ota Ward, where the fuck are you going to do it? Like, no, nah, they, they give something. us, they
0: give, they give us Tam versus Mayu in every single tag Ugh. match. That's all we get.
1: Man. I know.
0: I'm so tired of that combo in, in tag matches. It's, yeah. it's very boring it at this boring. point, but no, the the note that I laughed at was uh, quote for, you know word for word. Kyrie gives Natsapoy a pirate hat before the match. She looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I just I just remembered like like it just like gave me the flashback to the, to how she looked, and it just made me laugh my ass off. Oh man, that's that was so. Man, and I again, I tweeted about this, so follow me at xxichiben. I have a lot of good thoughts that I usually Mm. regurgitate on this podcast. Um, but I think Kyrie needs somebody watching her wrestle on at you know, at in her in her corner, uh, to make sure she doesn't she doesn't phone it in because, like, if you if you notice her singles match against Starlight Kid, not great, nobody was there to you know. Force her to be better. Her tag match with Tam Nakano against against tommy and Miyu not great, because Tam isn't gonna tell Kyrie to wrestle harder. Her tag match with Natsupoi good, but not for any of like the the reasons that Kyrie should be good. It was more just like, oh, Ida sold the shit out of everything Kyrie did, and it, that that was great, you know. But Natsupoi isn't there to be like, oh yeah, Kyrie, you need to be a little bit more stiff you need to work a little bit harder like Kyrie has nobody to keep her accountable in those matches but in her tag with mayu <laughs> Kyrie was beating the shit out of unagi and it was great uh in her tag with anai it was the best match that Kyrie's had because if Kyrie didn't have a good match then i would be like what the fuck did you just do like why what what the fuck was that and obviously it's just like a it might just be a coincidence but i i definitely think that Kyrie. When she has a tag partner who is like a senior to her, or at least somebody who she sees as like clearly her equal, uh, she works a lot harder to make the match better. Um, Again, this match wasn't bad by any means; I thought it was quite good. Um, But that's just kind of my theory with the Kyrie return: is that she kind of needs somebody to be like, "Hey, you need to, you need to work fucking hard in this match, or or there's going to be shit." So,
1: yeah, there's definitely a noticeable. Um, I'm here to have fun, Kyrie, versus let's get shit done, Kairi. Um, and you can usually mm. tell very quickly which one you're getting. Um, and I think
0: that's what made that White Knights versus Utami-Miyu match so bad, was that you needed the Kyrie that was willing to put in work, and not the fun Kyrie. You know, because Fun Kairi has a spot. I think this match having Fun Kairi was really good. I think that, like, I don't think that she needed to absolutely murder Ida. I don't, I don't think that was necessary, you know, like, to the level that they did the Lady C the day before. But in a match like the one with Miu and Utami, where, like, she's like, yeah, I am going to hurt you because that's what wrestling is. And then it's Fun Kairi, It's like, that wasn't, that was the wrong combination.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, she's hit literally everybody with harder. Shots than she did Mew despite promising to to hurt mew it's it's so strange, um yeah, yeah we got more like I, again sai was was got so much shine here, and you can't really complain when somebody of Kyrie's no, level is all. is willing to give saya that much, but uh definitely it was kind of like a step she almost down. tapped out Kyrie, yeah, she did very much so, um. Yeah, I mean, it was a solid match. I uh, definitely would have preferred a bit more of Mayu and Poi or even Mayu and Kairi, but, you know, what? Well, we got what we got, and it was it was good. Um, the yeah. match after that was Tam Nakano beating Himeka in just under 12 minutes with the Twilight Dream. Um, these two seem to have negative chemistry. <laughs> like, everything yes. just doesn't work. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's because <laughs> Tam's stuff doesn't look believable against Himeka, because I feel like her stuff, unless she's stiffing hamaker, it looks like it shouldn't hurt hamaker like that when she does the yeah. the spinning leg to the face, I'm like listen that's that shouldn't work here. Um,
0: yeah, Hammaker should simply catch it and push her yeah. and then win, so you know yeah it, it, was, I, awesome. it was similar because i I did again tweet about this. uh this was on the first show we ever reviewed for Stardom Quest, uh the last time they had a singles match Jumbo and Tam. Uh, was was on the first episode we ever reviewed. Again, it was in the five star um, at that point as well. Um, and I'm going to. I think it kind of stays the same. Uh, Jumbo versus Tam. My notes. Jumbo said, "You're actually really ugly, bro." And that was that. That was the pro. That was the pre-match promo. Um, this felt very long and not very good. Jumbo wins with falling power bomb. And now, it's almost the exact same thing. Though, I will say, this match was better than that match back in the day. Uh, but it was just, this match just felt longer than it was, and it wasn't great. And within, like, the first three minutes, I guessed what was going to happen. Because Jumbo was just beating her up. And I was like, oh, so Jumbo's going to beat her up completely for, like, the first, like, half of the match. And then Tam's going to somehow come back just out of nowhere and then win in the last, you know, in, like, the 12th. Thirteenth minute, and that's exactly what happened. I don't know the exact timing of this, but that that was exactly what happened, and I guessed that in the first like three minutes. So I thought it was a fine match, uh, especially considering they don't have chemistry with each other whatsoever. But it was definitely a bit slower than I would have enjoyed. Uh, they definitely could have done more, but it was it was fine.
1: Yes, definitely, just just pretty fine. Um, next match was uh, Mirai beating Julia in Blue Stars block action. Uh this went twelve minutes when Marai won it says with a hardened shrimp, yes, she did roll her up, I remember now. Um, oh did she? Yeah. So I I don't remember that. It, oh yeah, it was the, ro- yeah, oh, okay, the roll up yeah, Okay, so there's there's a few different things to go to go through here. Um, the match itself was good. Uh, Julia grappled so instantly, you know, takes it down a bit. Um, but you know, once they like did stuff it was obviously good. And the the you know, exchange at the end was pretty solid. Um, I think I'm coming around to Julia's grab now. No, stop.
0: It's not as bad as it used to be. Like, I wasn't crazy about this match, but I do think that there is a certain... I mean, she's learning from from Hideki, you know? Like, she's 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 got something. It's not great, but she has some foundational... She has something there that I think maybe in 10 years when she's, you know, old woman Julia... Uh, she'll just be grappling the fuck out of people and it'll be like, weirdly good. You know? I, I, I think that's probably uh, what, I'm, what
1: I'm feeling with Julia's grappling. But go on, sorry. Um, so the match was good. be really good. Um, characterization, I did have some issues with. Um, <laughs> I knew you would. No, because Julia visibly, in a post-match <laughs> promo, uh, when Mirai turned, was ready to jump this woman. Only for Siri being there and being like back off, right? Like, we all saw it, right? Julia was ready to kill yeah. somebody. You start this match with a handshake, and after losing, Julia flicks her on the head like it's her younger sister, and I was like, "Where? How did you get See, to this point? Alex, Where did you? When did you forget that you hated her?" Like
0: the crazy thing is that. You keep forgetting that God's Eye and DTM are the same faction. What? They just don't team together. Wait, wait, they they wait, are the same faction. Wait, Mar- they gave no, up. Because, they uh, gave up, like, the day after this um, happened. It's the same faction. They just don't team together.
1: Because That's no. it.
0: Yeah. I mean, hell, Mai and Mirai don't even have heat anymore. Yeah. They, were the, they were the two that had the most heat. They don't even have heat anymore. They're, they're the same faction. They just don't team together. I mean, hell, they teamed against each other more when they were the same faction than they do now. And like that's like like because DDM was always fighting itself, like they were always having tag matches against each, against each other. It's the exact same thing. They just exclusively do not tag together anymore. Same faction. It's the same exact. Thing. I mean, hell, like just just Konami, just Konami, and I know Konami's not doesn't really count, but like her and Julia just be having bants on the internet, just random.
1: Okay, but no, and I was like, yeah, that, what, no, that doesn't but matter. Dude, but it just was, adds on to the point. <laughs> that's a, really funny to there me. There was a literal video. Of Julia finding yes. Mirai backstage after joining God's yes, Eye and looking at wanting to fight. And yes. only for Suri was like, back off. We're going to fight. Now she gets her hands on Mirai after all this time and she shakes her hand. And I'm just like, can we get the slightest bit of continuity here? I don't like if you want to flick her head or whatever, after the match, after you've lost, is like, a, okay, you did good, kid. I, I understand. Fine. But, like, just slap the hand away at the start or something, right? Like, why would you shake your hand at the start if you've been waiting months to get your hands on her? Like, that, that that was just dropped, right? And I, I, don't, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I would like the slightest bit of continuity sometimes. Um,
0: it's, it's funny, because the first note I took for this match was they start the match with a handshake, since they are simply still stablemates after all.
1: So weird. Um, anyway. A bit, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I think I think uh, Julia's just way too nonchalant about like just as a character. The funny thing, I think is, that's like what you're frustrated she's about gonna, is no, that because
1: she's gonna be really violent to Natsupoy after, which is no more selling. valid, I'm gonna be honest. After kind of no selling, Natsupoy leaving, she's gonna be more violent to her than she was to Marai, who she actively wanted to fight. It's... Is Julia bad? <laughs> like not as a wrestler? Because after like this weekend, she put in work and well, Julia usually yeah, yeah, yeah. She usually likes to fight everybody, so I don't think it's her. <laughs> she will have a scrap with anybody, so I don't know.
0: Yes, but as a as a character, I mean, like she has an entire uh. An entire fucking shoe pro column about how, oh, people just, people just don't accept other people. Like, she's really weird about that, where it's like, like, she was shitting on Queen's Quest for getting upset that Momo churned on them. She's like, yeah, Momo's gonna turn on you, losers, obviously, come on. And, like, because of that, her entire character is like, oh, people have to find what they want in life, blah, 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 all that bullshit. Uh, has never, and been so she ha- she can have,
1: have that has never been heard on the show. But
0: that is all she ever talks about, ever outside of it. I mean, same with Shuri. I mean, Shuri with the fucking Momo thing. She's like, "Oh, you you joined a, a Oedo tie and you're going to completely fuck me over in this match. But don't fuck me over in this match. I respect that you did this, but don't do this." It's like, what are you talking about? They're like, react to things like they have consequences for you because they do. But the, but it's a DDM kind of trope to just like not do that not
1: really because uh, they were the beefiest faction for ages <laughs> like julia starts shit with everybody i don't understand why she drops yes. this anyway we're going very long so the yeah. other thing is they sold this win like nobody's business like they kept Correct. the camera on mirai for ages she celebrated for a long time uh no coincidence that she. I kind of
0: feel for Mayu, because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> like this is such a huge thing, and Mirai just beat like the biggest star the company's ever That's seen it, <laughs> the day before. That's part
1: of it. Like back-to-back days in Ota Ward, she's beat Mayu and Julia. Um, they the way they sold this win was very much like an old WWE thing, where they very specifically show you the moments when they want you to soak it in and be like, this person's a big star. And that was what they did here with Mariah. Where like, she beat two of the biggest names back to back, out out award, kept it on her to celebrate, and it was like this weird coming out party of like, oh Mariah's arrived. And I said this: How many fucking coming I, out
0: parties do we need for this, this woman? Is the
1: one though, because I said this in my review for Voices Wrestling. I was like, after this match, Mariah is inevitable. Like they're like this is it. She's a runaway freight train at this stage. If I didn't know any better, I would think she's winning the tournament after this. The way they kept it on her way she celebrated, everything about it, I was like, this woman could just win the GP. <laughs> and, like, they did her, I don't know, it was just really interesting how they...
0: They did a good job with a few wrestlers with that. Yeah. Because, like, we went into this, like, okay, Julia's winning, let's let's get into the tournament. And now it's like, Julia's winning, but there is a lot of questions to be answered mm-hmm. for a lot of wrestlers here. And Mariah's is one of them. I think Utami, which we'll talk about in a little bit, I think Utami's one of them. I think even Hazuki's one of them to a degree. That's like, okay, they've got a major win, and now that I think about it, it's it's going to be hard to beat them that much. So like, how, how important are they going into the final night type of thing? Um, I think Mirai definitely... I, Yeah, I mean, I agree. Mirai is inevitable, uh, similar to Thanos, I think. Uh, I don't watch Marvel movies, so I just assume that's who's inevitable um yeah there's a wrestler called oh it's it's fucking uh ace austin the inevitable Oh, okay
1: sure why not
0: um ace austin is better than mariah i'm gonna say <laughs>
1: i'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah no just the way they kept it on her the camera and stuff on her post-match felt like a really like, they wanted to tell us something kind of kind of moment but i don't know if i'm reading too much into that um no i, I don't think you are i think that's it's definitely true because it's it's big it's big Absolutely. um now the match after that was starlight kid beating saya kamitani in just under 10 minutes with the momo latch um this was a great match built off of their last one yeah, really okay. well this was the match that i knew they could have um and they yeah. still have a better one buried right in them somewhere um this was this was just fantastic Maybe. just like 10 minutes of nonstop stuff uh saya didn't even bring out all of her best stuff so that's how you know they have a better match
0: Oh, yeah, this was like a, a kid, a great kid match, not a great Saya match, which is slanderous, but it is still a good match. So, like, you know, it's, it's a backhand compliment, if you
1: will. Yeah, I mean, I would um, say this was the match of the show um, for... Oh, no. Okay. All right. Wait, wait sure. pause. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> this was great. This is fantastic. But, uh,
0: that's just... I mean, yeah, actually, that's fair. That's fair. Knowing you, that's fair. Okay. Um,
1: um but I loved seeing Knowing the moma last being pulled out. That was that was awesome.
0: I thought that was great. Love. It was it was a move that I absolutely adored seeing that also uh pained me to see cuz I knew exactly what was going to happen. Um yeah. the second she got that I was like oh she's winning. Uh the second that I even saw her get the electric chair, uh I was like oh she's she's up there she's going to mm-hmm. win. And I was like damn that's
1: that's wild. It
0: is weird. So I also sold the shit out of her.
1: I do have to say though it is a weird decision. It. Uh, three weeks after Starlight Kid cuts that promo, in tears about not being able to beat Saya, you just have her beat Saya, um, and it's not a huge deal, forehead. but it definitely felt like they could have made more of that. Instead, they were like, "Oh no, she's just winning," which yes. I guess makes sense. You want to, you know, fifty-fifty and whatever. You don't want to have one person go over too much, but uh, it definitely was weird that they it cut that promo and they were like yes yeah, so we're gonna have you beat her in three weeks <laughs> um yeah
0: and it does make me worried uh how 55th they're gonna do tall tournament in general cause like i want her to lose to some new people and not just lose to mirai Natspoy, and fucking uh and Kit, it won't matter you know she won't be white belt I've... champion possibly i haven't i haven't accepted that yet alex so please right, shut okay. up um but no, like, just matches that I've seen before and Saya just losing those matches and other people getting their revenge on them. I was like, ah, that, that doesn't sound interesting to me. Uh, I'm most sure I see, like, Kazuki beat Saya, then see Mirai beat Saya. You know what I mean? I, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good match. I liked it. Uh, it's wild that Kid simply won after everything. But I guess, you know, Kid and Izumi have one thing in common. It's that they win when it doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: I guess yeah um, but yeah I just I don't know I, I thought it was a strange timing for, for uh, Kid to win but I, ultimately it doesn't matter and it was a great match so big ups to them uh, the main event then of the show was Utami Hashishita beating Siri in Red Stars block uh, in 14 minutes and 56 seconds with the hijack bomb See,
0: this was, is this was my fucking match right here this is my match of the night right here. I, I love know. this it, match.
1: Like they spent the first third of it doing their grappling, and I remember just being like, "You, you could have done more with that." Um, I don't know. I, I, I think there's been enough time. I think
0: eight months, nine, yeah, eight months has been enough for me to be refreshed on this. Because like I watched this and I was like, I forgot how well just naturally their styles work together. Yeah you know like just in terms of the pacing in terms of the back and forth and in terms of just basically everything to do with the match i forgot that they were like oh yeah they just like it's not that they had this one crazy match to all the stars align. It's like no they just actively work well together their their styles just are perfect for each other um and i kind of forgot that that was the case um and i thought that this was just like kind of yeah it was one of the more like you know basic of their matches i mean compared to they're two epics type of thing. Um, but I say this was better than their match in the five star last year. I would say this is better than uh, than a lot of matches uh, that I've seen this year in general. It's not like top, you know, best match of the year contender, but it, it's I thought it was really, really good. Um, and I liked that Utami was able to kind of fall into the underdog role for once, because I think we've seen her versus Shuri. And yeah, Shuri always kind of had the advantage, but Utami was always the champion, right? Mm -hmm. Going into it. So there's always this sort of sense of like, the champ's going to retain, even though, you know, it was never that clear for her versus Shuri. I think this match kind of being like Utami being from underneath, having to fight against the superior uh, Shuri and overcoming her, I thought that was great. I thought it was really cool. Uh, Dynamic and it's dynamic that they didn't get, they haven't done before, which is wild because this is what their sixth match together, uh, and I felt this was like unique in that way. And I, I did, I really liked it overall. Um, I, I I thought it was really well done, and I love that Tommy won. Wish she would get a new move, uh, personally, but we've talked about that yeah. a million times before. So, you know, I, I thought that if anything, this hijack bomb was the coolest looking hijack bomb she's hit in god knows how long uh it looked it looked good for once which it usually doesn't so that was that was a that was a a positive thing but yeah i I really like this i
1: don't know it was very good um not 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 denying that um there was a big fight feel to it that uh nobody else can really replicate i will give them that like i i was so excited just watching the entrances um Like, there was one camera shot where Tommy was, like, standing in the corner as Series Tron played. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, we're we're doing this. Um, You know, I have a really big problem with, like, uh,
0: attention issues, if you guys couldn't (laughs) tell. Um, So with with wrestling matches, usually it's hard for me to, like, sit down and watch without any, like, without picking up my phone, without changing the tab for a second, like, the entire match. It's it's a bit hard for me. Like usually, I'll at least check my phone, whatever, for like five seconds, then then go back to it. Utami versus Shuri and Shuri versus Izumi are two of the only matches that I straight up did not even change my attention for a half a second. Um, which is both a testament to how much I love Queen's Quest and Utami and Izumi, and it's also a testament to how good Shuri is. Uh, so I think those are that's a big point to for me to po- point out about these first two shows is that uh, Shuri is obviously on another level and. I think Utami
1: and Izumi are great. Okay. Uh, all right. And th- that's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Right. Um, the finishing stretch definitely is probably what most people loved about this, because uh, they they do very good at the finishing stretches. Um, and Utami, of all yes. people doing shoot headbutts popped me out of my chair because like, that was dude, insane. she does
0: not know how to do them. She she went through her head. Yeah like she like she fell through way too much <laughs> like way more than like anybody's supposed to um,
1: but i mean that was that was she definitely a of it. with um like itami having to pull that out which obviously people have never seen her do um and the finishing stretch then all around was done really well and the uh the way they built to the the pin was very good because you know the guy was doing the calls and he was getting more frantic because there was only 10 seconds left um so everything yeah. about that was really, really great and definitely elevated the match a lot. Um yeah, like it was it was a great a great showing for uh the two of them. And uh, you know, the big thing is obviously that Itami gets her first win over Shiri. Um I I, I said this as well in my Voices of Wrestling review. I feel like this raises so many questions, like, is she challenging Shiri? Does she beat Shiri? Are we gonna do G, you know, GP winner Julia versus Utami. Uh, is Utami gonna win the GP? Like, it opens a lot of doors because she has now yeah. beaten Shuri. And That was the reintroduced herself. Yeah, that was the big thing, obviously, of her finally beating Siri. And now the next time they wrestle, it's like who's gonna win? You know, so um, they opened a lot of doors with this one. That that definitely keep things interesting. Um, and you know, those two. We'll have more great matches, I'm sure, in the future, because uh, they, are, they are stardoms, just. They are the biggest pairing. Um, now, we do have two shows to preview, so we should get on to those. Uh, the first is on July... No, it is not July. It is August. It's 6th August. of August in Niigata. Um, I always joke that's one day going to trip somebody up, but not me. Um, the opener... Couldn't be. No, of course not. Uh, the opener have gotten a tag... Shirakawa and Unagi versus Saida and Komomo versus Raka and Rina versus Hina and Miyu Masaki versus Himeka and My Sakurai. whatever. Uh the match after that is Jul and Amisore hmm. versus Utami Hayashishta and Azumi. Uh, so Oh I would just normally assume this is going to a draw, but you have so many GP matches, I don't know.
0: Does um... Shuri just beat Azumi? Maybe Izumi gets her pin back. <laughs> Who knows? It probably uh, will go to no, draw. I don't, I, I don't see them say.
1: pinning anybody in the GP and tag. This is a good. This is a good tag match, though. It is. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Um, after that, we're into Blue Stars block action. Taya Kamatani versus Momo Watanabe. Um, God dang. Imagine. I said Momo wins. I think Saya wins. They're this. both on zero, so Omo probably wins. Let though. me. Let me consult
0: my uh my spreadsheet. I think yeah, this is this is a tall side win. Yeah. Um I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it. I think Momo is probably going to get DQ'd a few times uh in this mm-hmm. tournament to save her from having to drop too many points without being in contention final day. That's kind of how I see it personally. Um But yeah, I think either way I think side
1: takes this. Okay, well, I'm going the opposite for Momo. <laughs> um Match after those Blue Stars block, it is Mirai versus Natsupoi. I imagine Natsupoi wins there. Hamburger. Oh, Yeah, so Natsupoi getting the win. We assume Natsupoy. yeah. The yeah. match after that, oh wow, Blue Stars block. Hazuki versus Starlight Kid. I. I think Hazuki takes it. I I can see it, yeah.
0: I could. I honestly think that like it's interesting to have a dark horse kind of lead the pack mm-hmm. early on in tournaments. So I think Hazuki like getting out a pretty strong lead uh, from the jump would be pretty fun.
1: Yes, I, I don't think anyone would complain. I mean,
0: the same thing could also go for Starlight Kid, but I prefer
1: it to be Suzuki, <laughs> obviously. Um, yeah, I guess Suzuki could win there. Um, the next match is a Blue Stars block match. It's Mayu Iwitani versus Hanan. Uh, Mayu is winning. Yeah, hopefully it's a good match. should be. And then the last match of the show is a Red Stars block match. It's Koguma versus Saki Kashima. Um, that's what a. It...
0: Okay, so this is not the order it's yeah. going
1: in. Uh, that can <laughs> unbelievably go either way. Like it's just like either yeah, way win. That's huge. The it's it's coin toss.
0: Big fight feel right <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, I have Koguma winning this, okay. but Saki could very easily win that's it.
1: Very much so. Um to preview is on the 7th of August. It is in Nagano. Um, the opener here is Momokogo, Hazuki, and Mayu Utani versus Saki Kashima, Rina, and Momo Anabe. Uh, Rina's taking the fall there. Um, the match yeah, after probably. that is Siri and Mirai versus Hina oh. and Miyu And, <laughs> and Poor girls. Yeah, well, that's God's eye winning. Um, yeah. The first GP match is a Blue Stars match. It is Minashirakawa versus Saya Ida, Fuck. Um, and Minas Minas winning there.
0: I don't I don't know why I didn't realize this earlier, but like all of Ida's winnable matches are so early on, uh, that she's just fucked, yep. <laughs> man. Because I I did have Ida winning this, but. It's kind of hard to see Mina drop points to Ida early on like this. So
1: Mina going up to four points, huh? Um... Nah, Ida
0: wins. Ida wins. All I can't. Right. I can't okay. turn my back on Gory. I can't turn All my right. back on her.
1: Uh, the match after that, Blue Stars block. Blue Stars block. It is Natsupoi versus Ami Sore. Um, I would guess Natsupoi. Yeah. yeah. Um, the match after that, Blue Stars block again. Kamatani versus Hanan. Uh, definitely. Hanan's
0: getting thrown to the fucking wolves.
1: After <laughs> this, she has Julia. God, that poor girl. Um, that's probably a Saya Kamatani win.
0: In fact, she has Julia on her birthday. She's oh. going to get decimated on her fucking birthday. Oh. That's crazy. Yeah, Saya wins.
1: Uh, the next match is a Red Stars block match. Azumi versus Mai Sakurai. Uh, Azumi probably wins there to get her off the ground. Yeah, uh, if she doesn't we all have issues. Um the next match is a Red Stars block match. It's Koguma versus Himeka. Um yeah. Koguma going 3-0 isn't something I would expect, but I feel like she's one of the people who could beat Himeka.
0: I think Himeka wins this. Uh let me let me th- yeah, 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 I
1: think I think probably wins right. this. Yeah. And then the final match is Red Stars block. It's Utami Hashishita versus Unagi. Oh Sayaka.
0: no um nightmare 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 <laughs> do you remember last year's match oh um, man so uh, to to this day i shit on that yeah match. that's it's that's terrible. pretty fair
1: um i guess who tommy wins do we have an yeah, upset yeah yeah have Utami we wins. predicted an upset on the show cuz there's going to be one
0: um no i mean if there's going to be an i predict saida uh, to upset Not an upset personally.
1: Personally. when there are two big mid-fighters?
0: No, but I I cannot see Unagi
1: beating uh, no. Tommy at this point. That would mean that like Koguma is beating Himeka or Mai is beating Azumi. Like, shut up! I'll, uh, Koguma
0: over Himeka, fine. Sure. Don't even don't even like propose the other one, okay? Too late,
1: I already did. Calm, calm your, calm yourself. All right, getting too big for your boots, <laughs> brother. Um, so that's the two shows to preview. Um, that's pretty much it.
0: There's one midweek next week, but that we will either be back early or
1: just not cover. Yes. <laughs> um, so really quick, because we are very close to two hours. Um, three matches of the GP so far. Uh, what's your number three? Mm. Uh, my number three
0: is... You sprung this on me like it was long. Uh It's probably Tommy Sherry. This is my number
1: three. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. And my number three is... But guess, uh, Starlight Kid and Saya Number three. Yeah, uh, fair. I guess. Um,
0: you know, probably falls falls out of my. Of course it top does. You three. hate Starlight Kid. Uh, what's
1: your what's I your hate number Starlight two, Kid, a
0: fan. Um, I think it's Julie versus Suzuki. And I know that that's everybody's number one, and I, I totally understand. But obviously, I'm me, so I think you guys can guess what my number one is currently.
1: Uh, it's not that Mark. hard to, um, to see So why. my number two is Azumi versus Shiri. Yeah. Um, my number one is Suzuki and Julia. Your number one is Azumi and Shiri. My number one is Azumi okay. Shuri. We're yeah. we're predictable bitches. Um. All right. Just a little we'll bit. We'll be keeping track. Uh,
0: what's what's your what's your what's your dark horse? Uh, what's your like match that like impressed you the most? Because like obviously those matches are going to be fucking good. Like who would have oh, thought? Oh, and Mayu.
1: Really? Yeah. Ryan, I didn't really expect Mariah to do that after putting me to sleep in tag title matches. So.
0: I'd I'd say I'd say Ida and Sore were was way better than I necessarily expected because I I didn't expect Sore to be able to like bring the fight that even Mirai did to to Ida and make it look that good. So yeah, that that's my dark horse. But yeah. that was just my personal question. All
1: right. Uh, we will be keeping track of our top three throughout the tournament. I don't foresee it changing that much unless there's like a Corkin or something because that's where everybody's going to be going all out, but keep an eye on it. Um, that we are up against the clock, so thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week probably early again or I'll just have a guest uh, to talk about the Corkin, uh, review these shows, and uh, yeah, just preview the, the three upcoming GP shows. So um, that we should close the show. I'm going home, y'all. Uh, so if you if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Believe today, shine tomorrow. You decide what you believe in. Joe. joe